Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled Christianity and Socialism, Part 3, The Media, Capitalism, and a Biblical Work Ethic by Tom Watson. Uh, Let me quote from Tom. This is his article, and I'll interact with it just a little bit. The Wall Street Journal editors see our nation's educational institutions and media tilting heavily toward an explicitly socialist agenda. They cite as evidence the rejection of America's historic commitment to capitalism and the free market, seeing America as irredeemably racist, and their religious but unscientific position on climate change. Former Senator Orrin Hatch writes, quote, Americans are waking up to the realization that most media organizations are more interested in advancing their own agenda than reporting the facts. Only 41% of adults trust the media to report the news fully, accurately, and fairly. And only 48% have confidence in higher education. Growing blurrier by the day is the line between news and propaganda, education, and indoctrination. End quote. On October 27, 2004, a week before the presidential election, while driving back to Texas from the Navajo Reservation, I heard a radio host say, quote, We have believed many things as being true simply because the media has reported them as true even when they knew they were false in order to gain their own power, end quote. <clears throat> For example, New York Times ran an article entitled, Churches are Eager to Reopen. Now they are a major source of coronavirus cases. The report said more than 650 coronavirus cases have been linked to nearly 40 churches and religious events. End quote. So out of 3 million cases at the time, that comes to less than 1%. 0.0216. This is far from being a major source. You might have noticed the absence of connecting the ongoing protest with the spread of COVID-19. That does not fit the media's agenda. Francis Chafer back in 17 or back in 1976, while warning the church about the rise of socialism wrote, quote, "The newsmakers obviously have tremendous power, and if the elite captures them or if because of their worldview they and the elite cons- conside, then the media is a ready vehicle for manipulative authoritarianism." Yes, it is obvious that the media and the political left share a socialistic worldview which has all the appearance of collusion and not just coincidence. Going into an election, the majority of the news is intentionally negative, and if one presents themselves as a victim, the media, along with the left, will make them out to be a secular saint unless you are a Christian or a policeman. The Wall Street Journal is correct to identify the media and academia as moving toward socialism by their rejection of capitalism. Socialism, going back to Marx, calls for the eradication of both Christianity and capitalism. Both stand in the way of a a classless society, which socialism has never produced. In Socialist Russia, there were countless bureaucrats who received high salaries, prizes, bonuses, honoraria, and even royalties. Many of these distinguished people quote-unquote distinguished people, enjoyed comfortable residence, had cars, country homes, substantial bank accounts, writes Basil Distrismishim. Yeah, check me on that. Uh, The same exists in China today. 
so much for a cashless society. We continue to see American socialists like Bernie Sanders often defend socialist dictators like Fidel Castro, Daniel Ortega, and Hugo Chavez, while railing against our capitalist economic economy and corporations. But where socialism, socialism has been practiced, it has not closed the gap between the haves and the have-nots, which is their main complaint against capitalism and now adding racism. In April 1917, during Russia's Bolshevistic uh, socialistic revolution, Lenin came out of hiding in Finland. On June 17th, he gave a speech in, in uh, Petrograd, the capital, and declared that when he came into power, he would arrest and hang some 100 of the most important capitalists and announce the lesser ones as enemies of the people. Incited by Lenin, the Bolshevistic mobs took and filled the streets in protest of the government. The police were unable to control the crowds that swelled to 500,000. They moved through the streets unchallenged with violence, looting, and even hunting down the police they hated. Does any of this sound familiar? Many of the circumstances that exist in America today are the same that Satan used to give Lenin, Hitler, Castro, and Chavez as they rose to power. Perhaps this is why the U.S. Attorney General William Barr refers to those infiltrating the protests in our streets with a socialist agenda as Bolsheviks. Satan will use the same circumstances to give rise to the Antichrist, the socialist of the socialist of the socialist to usher in a one world government and economy. Revelation 13, prior to the coming of Christ in all his glory. Socialists reject capitalism, saying it produces greed and greed produces abuse. So they view the end result of capitalism as the abusers and the abused. They believe if you abolish private ownership of property and redistribute the wealth, a, ca a classless society can be accomplished. They believe they are coming to rescue the proletariat, that is the working class. That is why politicians who have socialistic leanings often claim they are championing the cause of the working class. As Christians, we are not called to be ambassadors of capitalism. However, with its capitalistic economy, America has allowed the opportunity and the freedom to live out the biblical mandate to honor God with our work. As believers, we are to provide for our own and not depend on the government. We are to work for what we need and not expect a free ride provided by the government. Through a biblical work ethic, we provide for others who have genuine needs so they don't have to depend on the government. We are to trust the Lord to meet all our needs, and no one else. Socialism negates all of this. By God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, in obedience to a biblical work ethic, believers are able to make financial provisions so the churches can be established and maintained. Pastors can devote full-time to the shepherding and feeding of the flock. Financial help can be given to the poor saints. In poor churches at home and abroad, and missionaries can take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world. Socialism sees no need for this, provides no opportunity for this, and its ideology is opposed to this. Socialism and, and Christianity do not mix. Socialism is anti-God and has no place for God. Number two, socialism places human wisdom and personal opinion along with societal change above the absolutes of God, which are based on his unchanging nature and the word of God. Number three, socialism is in conflict 
and intolerant to the biblical work ethic that we are to do our, quote, work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Colossians 3.23 Socialism is inherently at odds with Christianity. Lord, we uh, thank you for uh, Brother Tom and, and his work on this subject of Christianity and socialism. It is clear that they, they do not mix. And uh, Lord, as we take a stand for biblical values, as we move toward socialism in our society, there's inherently going to be persecution and uh, difficult days ahead for the body. And yet, you are sovereign. Uh, you continue to build your church. You continue to be faithful. We continue to rely upon you to meet our needs. And so, Lord, we help us to be faithful for such a time as this. And I pray in Christ's name. Amen. <music>